Welcome, everybody. My name is Pav Bryan. I'm Performance Director and Co-Founder here at Spokes, and you are listening to Bespoke, the cycling and triathlon training podcast. I am delighted to be uh, joined by Dr. Vince Marcel from Infinity Bike Seat. Uh, this guy has changed the way uh, a lot of uh, me and my friends, especially in the ultra-endurance community, uh, sit on their bikes. Dr. Vince, how are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm doing wonderful, and thank you for having me on the podcast today. Excellent. And uh, just for the people who aren't who aren't aware who you are, could you give us a brief background about you? You're obviously a chiropractor by uh, by trade, and how you came up with Infinity Bike Seat. Sure. Um, I've been a chiropractor for the past thirty years, as well as a triathlete. Um, Ten years ago, as you know, um, now I'm 57. So as we all age a little bit, we don't have the young rears as we used to have. Um, and so as time progressed through my triathlons, um, just found it harder and harder to train uh, due to pain, saddle sores. And I just kept on waiting for a better seat to come out there. And, of course, riding with my buddies uh, that are very skilled that put in two to three hundred miles a week and uh, just said, stop being a Nancy and suck it up. And I said, as a doctor, it's, that just doesn't make sense to have your male parts turn purple and, uh, and, and having the saddle sores and having all these creams and extra pads and going through at least a seat uh, every season or two, hoping for something different. And um, finally, uh, my wife says, well, why don't you invent something? And I said, I, I, it's going to be expensive. And she goes, well, at least you'll have the best one. And so that was our journey uh, close to 10 years ago. Um, and it came to fruition uh, six years ago. That's fantastic. Actually, I didn't realize that you'd, be, you'd sort of been doing this or you'd started your journey a decade ago. That's incredible, actually. And uh, yeah, just to throw my, my, my hat in the ring here. I mean, I was, uh, I can't remember who introduced me to you. I guess it was probably uh, following someone like Marco Bello or um, yes. Andy Jackson or someone like that or even um, Hoppo. But uh, it was, I, I too had been uh, going through saddles, many, many saddles a season, always hoping that you get a little bit better and you might make that, that small increase in, in comfort or you might be able to um, you might be able to postpone the saddle sore in a, in a long time trial but I it was it was a long time racing I don't think actually I ever raced on your saddle I, at your seat I I ended up actually moving over to the states and then making contact with you and uh, but I can I can guarantee that I I wouldn't have made it as far as I did on route 66 without the infinity bike seat so I I, I, I fully fully appreciate the, the sort of magnitude and the and thank you very much for that so my pleasure so um, in relation to saddles, you've probably heard it all. Obviously, you and I have both had um, our fair shares of saddle-related problems. But what, what are common problems that riders face here? I think this, just to, to give some background here, I'm not sure that everybody who rides a bike understands that you shouldn't have some form of discomfort or pain. There shouldn't be that when you're sat down. Too many people probably suffer through that. So why don't you tell us what you've heard of and what uh, and any other issues that that might actually relate to? You know, it relates. I mean, we, we if we start off, we go to the bike store, we buy a bike, we're excited to regain that freedom that we had as kids on a bike. And, uh, you know, most of us have a regular job. We go ahead and sit at a job. We drive at a job doing something. Some are parents. Um, and so we're just looking to get back on the bike a little bit. And, you know, we, we 
some are doing five miles on a Saturday, some are doing 50 miles on a Saturday or even greater. And so we just sort of endure it till the next week. And the one thing through is just amazing that we don't connect the saddle pain to other problems such as when we start adjusting the saddle to try to avoid those pains, we raise the seat post too high, causing our bodies to tilt onto the handlebars, putting more pressure into the hands, the arms, the shoulders, the neck. Uh, we sometimes get uh, the sciatic nerve. We tighten up the low back. We have ED for men. We have uh, other things that happen for the female anatomy. There's uh, urinary tract infections that happens because you're creating more friction. Um, there's uh, with the C post too high. You have people that have neuroma, sciatic nerve. Neuroma is a is a, a pressure into the ball of the foot that people get. They get hot foot where it's just this burning sensation into the foot. So you're really uh, we don't know the extent. We we don't all the symptoms that we have in other parts of our body. We don't know how that could be connected to just sitting on a bike. Absolutely, it's uh, it's interesting. Almost in terms of like how the gut microbiome is almost the the latest sort of thing that we're discovering. I, and I say the latest thing we're discovering. A lot of us have known about this for years, but there's just not been a great deal of science behind it. You're sort of suggesting that actually almost every problem that uh, happens in terms of uh, a bike fit could be related to a saddle is that right yes sir i you know we we all have been fitted on a bike and you know it's, I, I refer to sort of getting a fit and how it works is sort of like playing golf we spend three to five hours on the golf course but we only hit the ball two and a half minutes when we're in the uh, bike shop we're there for two to three hours and we're spinning maybe five to ten minutes so it's uh, and then we get on the road after spending a hundred, three hundred or more dollars, and then what we do is we adjust it to comfort, not to power endurance. And as you were sort of talking and leading to before, the gut flora is so important. Um, you know what we've done in our facility now is when we really get into a deep fit is we have people that are we have them not brush your teeth with commercial toothpaste before they come get fitted we talk to them and try to make sure they're uh cleaning up the diet as best as possible not to schedule a fit the day after a birthday party when you're partaking in sugar partaking in alcohol big heavy meals so it's almost thinking about when you go to the doctors to have your blood taken, you're going ahead and fasting for 12 hours to have your blood as clean as possible to have the professionals be able to diagnose and get you the numbers for your blood to be able to have a, a baseline to go off of versus eating and doing all kinds of stuff before. So the microflora that you're talking about, I believe, is a big component um, in what we see in our fits and the difference of successes as we've been talking to different uh, bike fitters that have been sort of uh, uh, using our protocol in their new dynamics with all the great protocols and computer systems that they have. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just how would you go about diagnosing that, whether that's an issue or not? Um, the, you know, when a person comes in, when they say, you know, they're not, they're, they're loading up their, their quadriceps are building up more lactic acid inside the tissue, inside their hamstrings. They're getting muscle cramps. Uh, they're getting toe cramps. They're fatiguing. They only have a certain amount of endurance where all of a sudden, you know, any type of headwind or resistance or wind, side wind, all of a sudden they're shifting down to an easier gear. 
uh, versus being able to power through. And that's a, the my first thing. It shows me that people have a term called candida. And candida is where the blood cells are sticking together. And when they stick together, you have less binding sites for oxygen. And so when that happens is when you go to burn, when you go to turn and work, your muscles will start building up more lactic acid inside the tissue, which then causes people to bonk. Absolutely. So I guess let's bring it back and let's just say if you aren't in the L.A., California area, what can that person do about it? Because obviously a lot of our our listeners are are worldwide, heavily European-based. They're probably not going to jump on a on a a plane to come see you as much as they probably will buy a saddle or they might buy a saddle but they might not be able to justify coming and seeing you how would someone self-identify these issues so the the couple things that we know is that when if you eat somebody we know that the world is looking for energy we know that people drink coffee, they drink Cokes, they have, uh, you know, Snickers. They're looking for, when they eat something right around lunchtime, we know people bonk right in that afternoon time. So that means the body's expending more minerals. So the biggest thing that we do for all clients before they come to see us, um, they'll go ahead, stop their commercial toothpaste. There's a product called sodium lauryl sulfate inside the toothpaste that foams up inside your mouth. What you can think about, that's a detergent. It's the same thing that you wash your dishes to kill bacteria. So that changes the normal flora inside your digestive tract. And you have that detergent in your mouth for anywhere from 60 to 120 seconds with the dentist tell you to brush your teeth. So if we think about when somebody has a heart attack, they take nitroglycerin, they absorb that immediately to stop the heart attack. So it takes three minutes for one blood cell to leave your heart and come back to the heart approximately. So we are keeping that detergent in our mouth anywhere from uh, a third to two thirds of the time absorbing that into our bloodstream. So biggest things we do, we get people off commercial toothpaste. We go ahead and also when people get ready for a ride, when they get ready for a fit and our fitters see when somebody has an issue and they can go onto our website and they can see that one step that shows for the ankles on step four, you can go ahead and notice to see if you have a short leg. And what happens when somebody eats a little bit of a Granny Smith apple, that green apple, it's like a prebiotic. They'll go ahead and take a little slice. They chew and masticate on it for about 30 seconds. By chewing the rind of the apple, is going to with the saliva in your mouth, is going to go ahead and start breaking down and act like the beginning stages of a prebiotic. Uh, because a lot of people don't do the Bragg's apple cider vinegar. So this is one test that our uh, fitters do around the world when they're going ahead and checking their clients to see, is there a digestive issue? It's a chicken or the egg. Is it a structural situation or is it an organic situation? And almost 80% of the times our fitters are coming back and saying, darn, if that didn't work, giving that little slice of green apple and them chewing on it for 30 to 60 seconds, getting absorbed, the brain goes, ah, thank you very much. Tells the gut to relax. It tells the muscles of the low back to relax. It tells the ITT bands, that's the iliotibia tendon, to relax, which allows all of a sudden the legs to become even again. So that's where our fitters, that's where people can identify on the step. They can lay at home. They can have a loved one or a friend stand over their ankles 
and take a picture of the inside ankles. They can go ahead and chew on that apple for 30 to 60 seconds, lay back on the floor, bring their knees to their chest, and lower their legs. And almost, like I said, 70 to 80% of the time, the legs will become even again. Hmm. Interesting. No, that's really good. Is there anywhere on your website where you, do you, you obviously have an approved list of uh, bike fitters Do you uh, for, for people to be able to check that out? Uh, we are in the process of designing that page. Uh, we just created a page for all the uh, – we're working on the page of different vendors that we have holding and uh, selling our seats. But we are – as it's my wife and I. I run my practice still. So three days a week we have the practice that we're running. And uh, nights and the other days we're trying to go ahead and fulfill orders and going out and getting product. So uh, that is an up-and-coming – we have people in – uh, Sweden, Dubai, Germany, uh, Australia, here in the States, across the country. So um, there's uh, a lot of great fitters that are looking for, uh, that use what we have and that are, you know, questioning what else can they do after spending all this money on great equipment and cyclists coming back and still going this, that seat, that, that not the Infinity seat, but the other seat that you recommended still causing you problems. And so this is one of the reasons why some of the fitters have asked to, you know, to sell our seat because they're starting to, they get a little frustrated. So uh, we, the long question is, long answer is, yes, we are going to be creating a place on our site that will show the fitters that are using some of our methods. Excellent. I think that would be really beneficial to all the listeners on here. And obviously your website is infinitybikeseat.com. Is that correct? Yeah. And they can go right onto that. And it's, you know, the pros, such as yourself and other pros, they have their systems that have gotten them to be pros. Uh, you know, we're really, you know, working for the novice and the intermediate. The people are looking for a little bit more. So ours is a really generic. It's to be able to, you know, a person, you know, doesn't have maybe the funds or is frustrated and has had several fits. This is a really basic understanding of looking at muscles and understanding a little bit of the simplicities that they can do at home and why when they get a fit or when things don't feel comfortable in certain parts of the body, things to look at on our site. Absolutely. I think that's, that's really good. And um, let's just talk about, is there such a thing as like a, a perfect saddle? Should there be perfect comfort? Is there a, a degree of you having to just settle? Or are you genuinely able to, to cure that? Um, you know, I th- I, you know what we found is, uh, as you know, you know, education. You know, I think a lot of times when you have a person that's that's not able to get out on a regular basis, it's it, you're not starting completely over, but you're going back out with sometimes of your bad habits. And I think, and I that's what I see a lot of times. People, and I sort of mentioned this the other day. You know, we get all excited and we get, we buy these bikes that are a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars. Um, but maybe we still have some of the old knowledge. Now we're able to afford some of these nicer things, but yet we have some of our old thought process and how we spin. Um, and so I, I think another piece of that puzzle is really understanding the four components of your pedal stroke, as we've talked about, from pushing to scraping to lifting to kicking. You know, the pros, they, that's that's how they're able to go. I was watching, you know, uh, stage 15 of uh, the tour and, you know, these guys were going 69 kilometers an hour. It just, it's, it's insane. 
But the only way they can do that is having a good fundamental pedal stroke. So to your answer, I think the the ability of having a good pedal stroke and not just sitting on your seat. It's, you know, when you're using all the components of your pedal stroke, I think you and your bike properly set up for you. The one thing I think that with that sometimes the fitters miss is there we're so excited to fit people with our technology but i don't think we do a thorough enough history and even if we did for even you know, being a, a practitioner for 30 years people don't remember everything they don't think about the yard sale when they went uh, snow skiing and left a ski over there and a pole over there they go whoo that was a close one. We don't think about slipping on ice and we bounce and then we get back up. There was no broken bones, no broken skin. So we go, that was close. So I think we have to, when you have patients that are a little frustrated, it's not that they have to deal, but I think they have to dig in a little bit deeper. And that's a little bit what we bring to the table um, is is going ahead and helping the fitter to be able to do not a medical exam, but just asking questions and to be able to see some things that maybe some old trauma could be having some residual scar tissue, not allowing tissue to move as adequately through the pedal stroke. And that's why I think you know, we're working with uh, different fitters and helping them build a team from chiropractors to massage therapists to acupuncturists to Pilates instructors to Tai Chi instructors, really understanding the, our core muscles of what we're doing uh, and undertaking that person's lifestyle from being a parent to being a person that sits at a desk to driving a truck um, is really understanding their day-to-day activities with old injuries. And I think we've seen some neat benefits for the client. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're all excited. We only have so much time in the day, but I think discipline for the avid riders, you know, the people that we see are going, you know what, Vince, I have a race in 2020 or I have a race in 2021. So I want to get set prepared. They're committed. They're raising money for a charity. They're going ahead and taking time away from their family to train. So the time of visiting us uh, is just an insurance policy for them. Absolutely. And you, uh, some really good information there, Dr. Vince. And what I'd like to just touch on is something that you briefly mentioned, and that's some of the results that you've had. Now, I mentioned Marco Bello. Um, is he like your most pro- prominent uh, athlete that you, you work with, or do you have some others? No, he is. And as, as you know, also Hoppo, he's fantastic as well. But, uh, you know, I've had the privilege of working with Marco uh, for the past three years um, when he was doing uh, RAM. You know, he you know he went ahead and Facebooked out and how he was getting ready to almost give. I think uh, had to almost give up because the saddle sores had had uh, were so bad for him. And his crew chief said, "Hey, how about this Infinity seat?" And he was able to go ahead and get on that seat, and it didn't put pressure on those saddle sores, and still was able to go ahead and finish third overall. So um, yeah, he I would say is my most uh, uh, amazing client, but also friend. Uh, that we've been built an amazing relationship. He's uh, we've been working together on nutrition for the last three years, and after he got done with Ram this year, he said he had no digestive issues, um, which was so amazing because he had been plagued with them uh, through different uh, races over the three years that I've known him, and uh, we've just been reining in and giving him education and, and 
Uh, he's been very thankful. It just it's just been a really honor to work with such a, a class A uh, athlete, and just his dedication is is so is just above what anybody would expect for a person. You know of what he's doing. He, he he's he, he's taken on the information like a kid in school. He it's new, it's exciting, but it makes sense. It's not Dr. Vince's technique. It's understanding how the body works and be able to understand how his body works. I'm not trying to recreate him. I'm just going ahead and building what he already has that's there innately inside him. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, Marco is an, a, a phenomenal athlete. And for those that don't know Marco, and he's a, a veteran Ram race across America athlete now, as well as doing many other ultra events and uh, really, really top of the field, isn't he? There's there's not many that can boast as many wins and as his record as, as much as Marco. And uh, um, is, is race across America probably one of your like most... Um, popular events for people using your saddle do you think yeah right now it is i mean this year was a really great year we had um 28 um riders out of a field of 100 and i think 120 112 riders something like that so this was a very very successful year for us um it was nice this is my first year going out to maryland and uh catching up with the folks out there and, and seeing riders that we didn't see at the beginning with our saddle. So, oh, really? uh, yeah, we saw people from Denmark. Uh, we saw what is uh, Olsen, um, yeah. Jacob Olsen, who went ahead and got Rookie of the Year, went ahead and came second in his, uh, in his age group after, um, after – so he came second in his age group, so he came third overall. Um, so it was great to meet that young man and, and then meeting some of his team members that had done RAM previously, uh, 2015, 2016, 2017, and uh, they had all used the Infinity Seat. And so they were using one of my old saddles uh, for Jacob. And so it was, uh, it was a neat thing to see. And they were all excited and we were talking and sharing and uh, how they wanted to bring it over to Denmark as well. And so lots of uh, great stories. Fantastic. And just to go through, you have three three seats. Uh, tell us the difference between each one. Um, we had the E1X, which most resembles the what a regular saddle would look like, but our, most of us know us for the E2, which is completely open. Uh, it has an eighth-inch neoprene padding on there with a, a 0.8 millimeter real leather. Um, the biggest thing with our saddles, we wanted to go ahead and use real leather I uh, noticed that when using synthetic leathers, we were going ahead and having more heat generated down there. And when more heat is ha- when you generate more heat in the groin area, you're causing dehydration. And we were big thing is working with a lot of female cyclists is when that the female anatomy gets dried out, it also leads to uh, UTIs. So one of the things we wanted to make sure is having a an organic material. Um, it's a little harder because it's not always perfect. There's always differences because every cow is different. So um, searching that out is, a, is a, always a, a task at hand uh, from our company. So we go through a lot of leather searches at for the place where we get it from. The E2, um, you have the E3, which has a quarter inch. Um, it has a aerospace foam that's used on airlines. Uh, to go ahead and withstand uh, for our triathletes or people that do endurance uh, races that are going ahead and perfusing a lot of sweat 
or that are swimming and um, in the ocean and having a lot of salt water on them. So it's a the foam is able to go ahead and not break down as well as or some of the other closed cell foams that are out there. Some of the other industries are using. Um, this year, Marco used the E3. He, usually, he would use an E3 and the E1X. This year, he used 75% of the time, he said he used the E3. Compared to last uh, couple of years, he's used the E2. So the E3 is our new version that we came out this year with. Um, the E1X is our seat that is completely covered. It's probably the stiffest out of them all, but it allows you to go ahead and move around the saddle a little bit more. It's, it has a dual function. When I say that, it has the ability to work with your, your ultra-distance riders and the performance that's needed, but it also goes ahead and works for the person that is not as successful, or not, I should say, is not getting on the bike as much. And the reason being is they don't sink down in the openings of the saddle as much. Um, the area that we see when people don't get out and ride as much, they're a little stiffer, so their back is a little bit more rounded, the pelvis is a little bit more upright. And when they're pushing, most of those people don't have the understanding of the fundamentals that they're just out there for you know, a nice uh, leisure ride. So they're usually just pushing and not scraping, lifting, and kicking. So it allows them not to sink down in the openings as much. So that would be the E1X. Like I said, it gives a little bit stiffer ride. Um, but those are basically the three. We came out, well, by chance, last year we came out with the shorter version uh, because we there were some people that were a little shorter, and when they got off the bike, the extra inch and a quarter was sort of causing to have a hard time unclipping or sometimes the stuff in their jersey pockets in the back would get hung up so we came out with a shorter version and marco saw it and started playing around with it and says this is fantastic i love it and so uh by accident um the the e-version was created and is the most popular excellent fantastic and I know you told me the other day, uh, and you tell everybody, really, bike shorts, uh, bib shorts. What's your recommendation with these? We just did a video yesterday that was going to be coming out and showing it. It is really, you have to think about, back in the day, you know, we had our bicycles seats, and then they just had a chamois, a flat chamois inside the shorts. Now, today, you have the same technology of seats, but now you have this extra padding inside your shorts. So between you and the seat, you have less space. So that means you're compressing that foam into your undercarriage. So in our seats, if you go ahead, if you have a friend that has a, a seat and you're looking at it, if you in, turn your shorts inside out, you'll see that graduation from a level one pad and graduates up to a two to a three to a four, that center port. It looks like a bike seat inside your shorts. And so that extra thick padding is causing three times less space between you and the bike seat. If you use a traditional bike seat, you're going to go ahead and maybe need that extra padding because you need a little more cushion on your butt bone as well as your pubic rami. The pubic rami is the portion of the bone that comes from your butt bones to the front where the pubic symphysis is, sort of the area where our male and female soft tissue is. So that's what that's considered the pubic rami. So on a traditional seat, you're always sitting either on your butt bones or on your pubic rami. On our seat, 
It's a one-position seat for the most part. You're able to sit on there. There's no pressure on the butt bones or that pubic rami. And so it allows you to naturally tilt your pelvis forward without having a lot of pressure on the male or female soft tissue. So what we do is we recommend people to go ahead and use just a regular chamois. So a lot of people have their old shorts that they converted to. Um, in mine, I've taken my pad out of my bibs and I've cycled with my old Scott Tinley uh shorts and uh, right now we're in the process of designing our own uh, bibs and shorts with a single flat pad inside the short so it gives us a little bit of a comfort but it's you don't want to have that um, the extra levels of padding inside there putting more pressure onto the soft tissue in anatomy when understanding when we were in school in when I was in school and they talked about neurophysiology a dime of pressure can influence the central nervous system as well as the peripheral nervous system. So down in our male and private and female private areas, you're increasing that pressure by having those extra layers pushing up into the perineal area. And as you're pushing, the average person that only pushes is going to go ahead and feel more pressure up. And what they automatically do is they tilt the nose down. And that causes them to slide forward. So we say keep that nose, the seat where it needs to be. Just drop the seat down two millimeters and move it back. But the hardest thing is when they feel then they get they're not getting enough power out of their legs because they feel like they're squatting down. But uh, that's where the fit comes in. That's where understanding their biomechanics. So with our seat, we ask people to go ahead and use a flat or a chamois short. Perfect. And um, I guess you talked quite a few things there. It makes you really unique is that uh, is it's totally different. I'm not aware of any other saddle manufacturer or bike fitter uh, that isn't using uh, Infinity Bike Seat that, that does this kind of work. Uh, is, that, is that right? Yes, sir. We're very few. There's, there is a um, there is a, a Mr. Hoggs out in Australia that does apply kinesiology as us. Um, to the extent that he uses it, I do not know. Um, but in our facility, you know, I, the biggest thing is I'm not the smartest guy in the room. And I think what happens is when we're, we're talking about nutrition, when we start looking at the fit, everybody has different blood types. Everybody has different DNA. Everybody has a different background. So we can learn a lot about a lot of things. But it's really understanding, as I said before, you know, with Marco, I wasn't reinventing him. I was just in, using what he had. And so in our facility, what takes out the guesswork or my opinion is looking and taking a drop of blood and putting it in the, the microscope. Your blood is a black box of your airplane. And it tells us what's going on versus me going, oh, you should eat more salad. Red meat's good for your diet. Uh, you should go ahead and take this type of, you know, so many people want to show me their supplements and the vitamins inside there. And sometimes they come in with a lot. And I go, how do you know they all work together? And they look at me and they shrug their shoulders and they go, I don't know. And I don't know either. Just because I read the labels, just because I was taught in school nutrition and all of the all the little nuances of each element, how do I know that they play together? How can you rely on me as one person to be the end all or be another portion of an opinion. So when we take their blood, we actually show them the functionality of their blood. We see what's happening inside them. We'll have them go out for a training ride 
Mark will go out for a training ride for four hours. He'll come back. I'll take another sample of his blood of whatever nutrients. He goes, hey, Vince, I want to try this supplement. I want to try this. Let's see how it works. And we'll play around. And maybe sometimes, not just for him, but sometimes it will show great results. But then what happens is as time progresses, the certain amount of time that we passes, we start to notice maybe the baseline is stronger than the secondary uh, blood sample because all of a sudden, you might use a lot of minerals with that supplement that you're taking in, but now the blood cells, the hemoglobin starts to break down quicker. It's almost like going ahead and uh, having a race car. The engine can perform at a certain level. You throw nitrous at it, boom, it goes super fast, but the life of that engine is going to be less. So they have to break down and rebuild that motor quicker. So this is sometimes what we're seeing now is that riders will have a great performance have a great benefit but all of a sudden maybe they'll bonk next week maybe they'll go ahead you'll see some of the riders now you start you know watching some of the tour and watching katana and all of a sudden that heat wave that came through all of a sudden he was a favorite on stage 15 but all of a sudden he fell off the back so it's really understanding why is that amazing athlete bonking it's really getting down to the cellular physiology and see how is he digesting breaking down the food absorbing the food and eliminating the food and we just you know no one person is that smart to be able to go ahead and we can give a general idea but your blood is going to be able to tell us exactly what's happening inside your body yeah completely agree and it's a it's a highly individual uh, area isn't it and that's what uh, is it's really good about what you guys are doing it is really personalizing that so uh, really really excited to to obviously uh, learn more about this in, in future podcasts I think we'll uh, we'll have to I'll have to come and visit you I think and uh, we could do some content around that but but for now let's just bring it back to um, the the seat itself for the listeners that are uh, listening to this they've got a lot of really good great valuable information maybe you've got a few really short pointers that you can just give them if they're sat there and they're thinking I don't think my saddle is right for me now what are their next steps if the, what we do we fit everybody on their original saddle and we get probably I would say a 95% success rate and when I say that is that sometimes there's some people that just doesn't work and or there's because of some of the things that they're doing in their pedal stroke and so what we'll do the busy biggest success that we've seen for people that are feeling pressure in their bum or in their private area is to go ahead and dropping the seat post it's a you know the law of two most people are on a road bike so going down two millimeters and coming back one because of the angle at which you're bringing this as you drop the seat down it slightly goes forward so by going ahead and doing that two to one ratio and having the seat level and so you do that two to one you get back in the saddle you see how the pressure is into your male and female parts it still has a little pressure two more down one more back and what we've noticed is that all of a sudden people go wow I don't have that pulling on the downstairs area anymore it's a little bit more comfortable and so if you're able to get a little bit more comfortable then your pelvic floor muscles are going to be able to relax your hamstrings are going to relax a little bit your glutes are going to relax a little bit which are going to allow you to pedal have a little bit even more pedal stroke all too often we see people have their seats way too high 
And what happens, they have more side-to-side motion, as you know, as a coach. And so we, we do that first. That's our first basic thing. Um, a lot of times, the other component, as simple as looking at their stem, maybe they're between 145 and 150 degrees for their lingo. They don't have any pressure, but they know when they lean out onto their handlebars, they can't go to the, the hoods where the brakes are comfortably. So you have those patients that are always pushing with the balls of their hand up on the straight portion of the handlebar trying to get taller because it's too far away, showing more tension in the low back. So we ask people to go ahead, look at maybe getting a smaller stem for 20 bucks, going ahead and raising the stem up a little bit. Those little basic nuances uh, make a big difference because as we were talking about in our video, sometimes they maybe haven't had their fit or been on a bike one year, five years, 10 years, but their dynamics of their body has changed a little bit, so they can't expect it to be the same. So that as well as going ahead and stopping the commercial toothpaste that foams up inside your mouth, eating more Granny Smith apples, uh, going ahead and really going ahead. You know, uh, Digestion is a whole other thing, but those are the two basic things. I get people on Granny Smith apples and go ahead and stop using commercial toothpaste. We use we, uh, a company called Earth Paste out in uh, Utah. Um, it doesn't foam up in the mouth. It's safe for kids. Uh, a quick thing, it says on the warning label, Keep away from children under the age of six. If more than ingested, contact your medical professional or your poison control center. So think about what that's absorbing into that's your mouth. and Really think about how to help the cyclists. Just those couple little points I would think will go a long way with people that are saying, okay, let me just tinker around with this, and I, maybe I don't have to have my nose so down trying to avoid that pain in my groin area. Absolutely, I completely agree. And that warning's on the commercial toothpaste, isn't it? That's the it has that poison control warning on on commercial toothpaste. So why are we putting it in our mouth? I completely agree with you there, Doctor Vince. And and the way you can think about that, we know that if you can, if you're washing dishes with the detergent, we know that our nail beds and the we get it's all dries out. We know that the the industry tells us how to go ahead and prevent that is by using rubber gloves. They put lotion inside the detergent so it doesn't dry out the hands. So imagine what it's doing inside of our mouth as it's getting absorbed into our body. And it's only one piece of the puzzle, right? You know, people are taking in way too much sugar, drinking way too much sodas. People have gut uh, dysbiosis because there's millions of packs of mints and gums that are sold to get rid of that crud, that tasting, that dragon breath that they get, Um because digestion is not breaking down their proteins, their fats, and their carbohydrates efficiently enough. Absolutely. So our top tips to take away for the listeners here are uh, two for the two for the bike. So if you're having any uh, pain and any discomfort, drop the saddle slightly, move it back, and possibly invest in a, a shorter stem, just a cheap one, to see how that that works. And then and then two for nutrition, which is change your toothpaste to something that uh, is a bit more natural and start eating a few more green apples. That sounds fantastic. And, but also in the natural toothpaste, you want to make sure it does not have baking soda. Baking, baking soda, soda is an alkaline product and your mouth is slightly acidic, 6.5 to 7, and your stomach is highly acidic. It's 1.5 to 2 inside the stomach that has to activate your enzymes to break down your proteins and fats. So there's a you know, Arm and Hammer, it helps polish the enamel, but you're changing the digestive process inside your body. 
So that's a big component as well. Absolutely. And I think that that is a, a topic for another discussion, I think, Dr. Vince, because yes. we are uh, coming to the, the end of our, our time. So I would like to thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on Bespoke. It really is um, some valuable information that you've managed to, to pass on to our listeners. And uh, no doubt we'll have you back on for a series of podcasts around all of this information, because I know that you and I could talk for, talk for hours <laughs> on this. <laughs> so uh, yes. again, thank you so much. Thanks to the listeners for, for listening in. And uh, uh, make sure that you leave us a, a nice little review. Make sure if you're not already a subscriber, you can subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Podbean, and all good uh, podcast uh, services. My name is Pav Bryan. I'm co-founder and performance director here at Spokes, and you've been listening to Bespoked.